The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the beginning of our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday, the third Sunday in Lent. The reading from Exodus chapter 20, we're looking at verses 1 to 6. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. My dear friends in Christ, here is the scene at Mount Sinai, the giving of the law, the Ten Commandments would would you like to have been there when God first gave the Ten Commandments to his people? At first thought, maybe we'd think, hey, that would be great, the Ten Commandments, something very important to us in our lives. But Moses says, on the morning of the first, of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace. The whole mountain trembled violently and the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder. I think hearing what Moses had to say about what was an awesome scene might make us say instead of, sure, it'd be neat to have been there, maybe we'd be more inclined to say, I'm happy I wasn't there. It, it was a majestic scene. It was an awesome scene, but it was also a scary scene. Moses said, and God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. It was an awesome and even very scary scene, but when you think about it with the Lord, what the Lord does with his words here is he kind of puts the Israelites at ease because yes, it was scary, awesome, but really God is only scary to the person who rejects him, to the person who rebels against him, who doesn't believe in him like the Egyptians. Think about what happened to them. Their nation, their empire was going well. And with the Israelite slaves, they were building great structures. They were strong. But then God sent Moses to Pharaoh to say, let my people go. And in stubborn rejection of God, what Pharaoh did is he refused to let them go. And because of that, 
that great empire was brought to its knees. God sent those ten plagues, turning all their water, including the Nile River, which was one of their false gods, turning all of that water into blood. And then another plague later on, the plague of darkness, basically turning off the light of the sun. Now the sun was another one of their gods, but here what the Lord was doing is he was saying to them, I am the Lord, I am God. Your gods, they're nothing. They're powerless. Then there was, then there were the plagues of frogs, gnats, and flies. Those plagues, they at best severely inconvenienced the people. Think of the mess, the hassle that was all involved with that. Then came the plague on the livestock, which devastated their herds and flocks. There was the plague of boils, which brought down the people, destroying their health. Then there was hail that destroyed their crops, and then locusts came in and ate whatever the hail had destroyed. And then finally, there was the, the plague on the firstborn, the final plague. And in that plague, all of the firstborn in Egypt, where the blood of the Passover lamb wasn't on the door frames of their homes, all of those firstborn were killed. And then to top it off, the Lord totally annihilated the Egyptian army there at the Red Sea. That empire was basically destroyed. The Israelites could say, our God, he is an almighty God. He's fighting for us. He's taking care of us. We can trust in him. Well, that's how they could have responded to everything that God did for them. And then God said to them, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. Having heard that, really, the Israelites should have responded, well, why would we want to worship another God? Why would we want to worship a man-made idol? Why would we want to do that when, why would we want to look to some other God other than the Lord since you did so much for us? You brought us out of Egypt. You delivered us. And now what they could have said is really what we want to say about our God as well, especially since he gave us his son to be our savior. And with Jesus as our Savior, what God does is God defeats, uh, well, not the Egyptians for us, but he defeats Satan, sin, death, and hell. And he wins for us eternal salvation. Surely we'll want to look to him as our only God, our loving God. We'll want to trust in him. 
He takes care of us, body and soul, now and forever. He says, I am the Lord, I the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. God wants our first love. He doesn't want us to reject him as the Egyptians did. He wants us to fear, love, and trust in him above all things, as we say in Martin Luther's meaning to the first commandment. But that only makes sense for us who by the grace of God believe that God is one who, as he says here, shows love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keeps us and keep his commandments. He wants us to love him because he first loved us. And what an amazing love he gives us by giving us Jesus to be our Savior. He says, you shall have no other gods before me in faith. Let's respond as the Apostle Peter did years later when he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We know and believe that you are the Holy One of God. He's our loving Lord, our Savior, our way to eternal life, eternal blessings. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, you are a jealous God. You want our first love. Help us always to fear, love, and trust in you above all things because you've given us the best love there is in Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.